It's Saturday, and I'm Kramer. Sires of Kramer here on the Bet 1660. Good morning, Kansas City. We have made it to the weekend. Yes, one day in. Friday was yesterday. It's cold outside. I mean, apparently it's going to get to the 50s today. I hope it does. It's, it's uh, really chilly getting in the morning, especially with all the frost in the window. Hopefully everyone had a fun night last night at Cinderblock Brewery, uh, Brewery here in Kansas City. It was nice to get to chat with all of you. And it was actually quite quite fun, quite fun. The, the playoff Pilsner beer is what they were celebrating at our sister station at 610 Sports Radio. I actually hopped on for a little bit uh, with Dusty Likens um, in the, the night shift. It was, a, it, was, it was a great time. I'll say that right there. Uh, I get to talk to my Oakland, oh, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. And they, they played most like the Oakland Raiders this, uh, this past year. But no, Sirens Kramer is here. We got a full jam-packed one hour of all Major League Baseball. And uh, we'll get to some a little bit, uh, possibly some bets later on into this show. But today we're going to go over the Kansas City Royals. So we're going to grade their offseason so far. We have some Carlos Correa to the Twins news to discuss. Red Sox funnies. I'm calling it the funnies. It's kind of like the, the, the comic section in the newspaper. That's what the Red Sox are labeled as, is the funnies. World Baseball Classic is in 44 days, if it's that's off the top of my head. In about 40 days, the World Baseball Classic will be... We'll be starting. It, it's, it, I cannot wait. Just cannot wait for the World Baseball Classic. And we're going to go around the MLB to talk about other things that, to discuss that has happened. But first things first, you can chime in on the show at Kramer Talks. Tweet at me. Any way you can uh, reach me, just try to get a hold of me that way if you want to chime in onto the show that way. But first things first, the Kansas City Royals. Yes, the 2015 World Series champions. That's the last time they've been to the playoffs, was the last time they won the World Series. And this offseason so far, for me personally, I do not see them taking any steps forward to getting towards a playoff spot and also to a potential World Series run. Like, I have not seen that whatsoever this offseason. So I went, to the, I went to the Bird app, Twitter, and I tweeted out yesterday, how would you grade the Kansas City Royals offseason so far? And I, I listed only four out. I mean, I clearly, this is not an F because they signed, uh, they actually got a, a manager. They replaced Mike Matheny with uh, uh, Matt Quattraro. So they at least did something there to where I, I eliminated the F out of all this equation. So A, B, C, and D. 50%, 50.5% of the votes went to C. In second place, 26.7% of the votes went D. B at 17.8%. And A at 5%. I don't know who the heck voted A for this whatsoever because they, I should have just labeled three B, C, and D because there's no way they're an A. There's no way they're an F. There's no way. Unless you want to say that getting the manager in is their, their A, their A um, a step forward of trying to make it to the postseason and stuff. But no, there's no way this offseason is an A whatsoever. Thank you for letting me know I'm on the air, Mom. Um, and... Yeah, no, so this is not a C team at all. This is not a C step whatsoever for the Kansas City Royals. I think this is a D. This Their offseason so far, with all the moves they've done, is a D. You have not yet proved to me that you are trying to upgrade the playing ability on the field, in, like either on defense or even on offense or even in the pitching. Like You haven't proved to me that you're replacing holes that way. But, 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 but... This is a big, big, big prove-it year for the Kansas City Royals and all the young studs that they currently have called up in the major leagues. I get that. So there's probably a reason why they really haven't done much except for sign a Jordan Lyles or sign a um, Ryan Yarbrough. Like that, those are some big-name guys that we're going to see as a fixture for this upcoming 2023 season. 
But these aren't two guys that are going to get you over the hump. These these are guys that, well, Ryan Yarbrough with kind of pretty much came over with Matt Quattaro from the Rays. So, I mean, that's that's kind of cool. But here's the thing, too. Let's go back to the manager real quick. Do you think a guy that has been in the Rays organization as a bench coach the last four years behind uh, behind Cash, do you think he's going to, you know, not like kind of interpret or try to make the Kansas City Royals this Tampa Bay Rays team? Is that is that what we're trying to expect here? Is that our is our our expectations coming towards this upcoming season? Is it that? Because if it is, that's that's a good step in the right direction. But will it translate? Well, whatever he had serving as the bench coach in Tampa Bay, will that translate over to the Kansas City Royals here, and we see a possible winning season? Because if somehow the Royals. Uh, pretty much manifest or go with the the raised method of get you guys here, get you guys out. Which means, like, let's look at Blake Snow. Took him to a World Series in 2020, traded him after the end of the season. Like, he he could seriously still be the ace of that, that, that team, which, I mean, he's the ace of the San Diego Padres, but he could still be the ace right now in 2023 from what happened back in 2020 because they, they cut bait with guys really quickly. Like, that's the thing here in Kansas City. We never really see that. We never really see that whatsoever. So that's why I'm... That's why a few weeks ago I said I would not be shocked to see Salvador Perez not in a Royals uniform to start the season because of how quick they like to change things around. And if Salvador Perez doesn't meet the, the criteria of Toro or J.J. Piccolo this upcoming season, then, then why, why, why do you need him on your team? Like, like, like this, this trade away, try to get some, bring in some people or bring in some money to hopefully make a splash with either the middle part of the season if there's a run going off the rolls, which there won't be, or for the upcoming uh, off seasons uh, to come, whether if it's 2024 off season or 2025 off season, get as much money as you can to try to build a winning club. But going back to this off season so far, granted, awesome, you got the manager, you replaced the Mike Matheny, boom, done. But Adding guys to like minor league deals like Mike Myers or Nick Whitgren or Matt Beatty, like the, are these guys that are going to be we're going to see in said pitching rotations or being a utility guy for the for the infield and outfield? That's, I mean, that's what Matt Beatty is. Like he he's he's going to get you some at bats. He may not be the guy that's going to hit you over ten home runs a year, but he's going to get a guy that's going to be on base. He has a lot of strikeouts that, that he brings with him. I mean, his on-base percentage last season, like granted, he only played had 43 at bats last year, split between the Dodgers and Padres, and he's had one RBI, batted a zero nine three. So you, we could, we're going to see. It's weird because Matt Beatty played 120 games for the Dodgers back in 2021. So if we see that with his batting average 270, that's something that you should be looking forward to. He drove in, uh, drove in 40, and had uh, seven home runs. The OPS plus above a 104, which that's awesome. Like that's you want your OPS plus up, and he has a, if he can somehow tap into his OP, OPS plus back in 2021, then the Royals made a great move by signing this minor league deal to Matt Beatty. Plus also Matt Beatty, band band. Oh, Matt Beatty, band. I, I, I for some reason when I was driving in the car, I was thinking about that. Like, hey, they should. Uh, that should be his walk up music uh, when he. Uh, comes up yeah no i just went on a complete sidetrack right there i just lost i, just lost, I didn't lose any track of mine but the royals offseason move so far is has to be ranked at a d has got to be a d and reason why is because this is a big prove it type year the royals were we saw yesterday that it came through the uh, avoiding arbitration i saw nicky lopez name pop up he avoided it brad keller popped up but brad keller popped up i thought of one thing this is the season that Brad Keller needs to step up the most. 
He was supposed to be the ace of the staff last year. He was supposed to be the ace of the staff back in 2021. Only because of what happened in 2020. I think 2020 season, I don't think we should look in the stat books of it or even going back there to be like, all right, this guy showed so much promise. This guy showed that he is an elite level pitcher in Major League Baseball. 2020, Brad Keller only had nine starts. Had a 2-4-7 ERA. That was all in 54 and two-thirds of inning. Brad Keller can do that in nine starts now. But what can he do in the, say he gets 35 starts a season. Heck, he had to get moved to the bullpen last year. So, say he gets say, say he gets about 28 starts this year if he does not get moved to the bullpen. Or if he doesn't even stay in the, if he starts in the pitching rotation. Heck, he could even start in the bullpen this upcoming season. If he goes 25, his ERA is still going to go be back up to a 5. Like, there's nothing changing him right now from what's showing on paper. Because this is the guy that's a, a, a career 4.25 ERA. That's what I like looking at. Don't don't look at the wins-loss record when it comes to pitching, no, especially for starting pitching. Do not look at that whatsoever. You want to look at the ERA, how many innings he has um, has he's given up, and I like looking at the hits. Because if, you, if this is a guy that gives up a lot of hits, you know he's going to put up a lot of runs on him. Like, that's what's going to happen. This is the biggest, biggest year for Brad Keller, knowing his future in the Kansas City Royals organization is on the line. And there's going to be some team that's going to go after him after the end of the season, or heck, even if he's actually doing a tremendously well, either coming out of the bullpen or in the starting rotation, he's going to be a trade bait connoisseur, basically, for this upcoming uh, season. Like That's what's going to happen with Brad Keller. So this is the biggest prove-it year to whether if Brad wants to go try to get the... Go get a ring, maybe get traded to a team because you're of how well you've been playing, and you gotta give that help for a push, the playoff push for some team, or you finish out your Kansas City Royals career, and you possibly may not make another start in Major League Baseball ever again. This is you have to have. There's probably so much pressure on Brad Keller, especially getting that avoiding arbitration, signing like a 5.82 million dollar deal for the Royals, which uh, from all these deals that have came out, that seems like a a very cheap route to get a starting pitcher like him. Because you got he's he's going to be 27 this year. Like unless he's already 27 right now, I think once his birthday, he is currently 27. So he'll turn 28 in July this year. So this is a a big. This is when the time where people get into their prime of Major League Baseball. Like everybody's prime starts around age 27, 28, ends about around 30 or 31. That's your that's your window of uh, time frame of trying to a get the most money possible and b performing the best to your ability because this is the, the years that you're going to see your potential for the rest of your career, basically, if you are in a, a stint of Major League Baseball until you're the age of 35, 36, or 37, or heck, even if you're Justin Verlander in the, like in the ripe age around the 40 range, or even Adam Wainwright, who's 42 years old, who's pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. Granted, Brad Keller probably will not be pitching when he's 42 years old, but he has got to do so much this, this year to prove it. And he, I mean, this is a guy that's also bet on himself before. I wouldn't say like he bet on himself, but he showed what he could, what he did in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization to be posted onto the Rule of Five draft, and the Royals drafted him in the Rule of Five draft to become the, the the guy that they thought they expected him to. Because his rookie year wasn't a bad year whatsoever. Back in 2018, he had a 3.08 ERA. That's all in a, over 140 innings of pitched. So if you could somehow get to the 2018 Brad Keller or figure out a way that you can keep the 2020 Brad Keller for a longer period of time because we haven't seen it in 2021 or 2022, because last season, when he got moved to the bullpen, I thought, okay, this is the last we're going to see of Brad Keller after the end of the season. 
he's back. He avoided arbitration. Heck, I think he's going to be back anyways because, I mean, he's under contract and why not use the guys under contract? But they could have went the route of, oh, we're going to DFA you like they did Ryan O'Hearn to free up some, uh, some space. I think they, they DFA'd him to get Jordan Lyles on the team. But no, I think the Royals this offseason so far, it's a D. And I don't think you could, you could do anything at this point of the season to try to improve or they pretty much improve that D rating because it's going to stick with you even if you try to go for a guy that's you can that has a lot of baggage on him that you only have to pay the league a minimum of $750,000 because the Dodgers are picking up the rest of his contract that's Trevor Bauer like i it's weird it's it's hard for me to say the name Trevor Bauer and try to talk highly of him because of what he has done of him not coming out and pretty much saying that he he did do the domestic violence, I guess, the, phys- the the domestic abuse or whatever, whatever he was charged with. I'm not trying to like throw some things out there, but he's uh, he's done some things that isn't a uh, the right things to do, and he is in denial about everything. And I don't know if it's if whether or not he is in denial. He did do it. He didn't do it. The granted, someone's is getting hurt in this entire thing. It's not Trevor Bowers, the people he has physically affected in his his life. Do you want a guy like that on your team? Do you want okay? This is the best way to put it. Do you want to have Deshaun Watson on the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, I know the short answer is no because you already have Patrick Mahomes. But say if you didn't have Patrick Mahomes and you wanted Deshaun Watson, that's what the Browns pretty much did. They went out and they paid him and they brought him over. The thing that's different here is you don't have to pay Trevor Bauer. You can pay him about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and that'll be it. Do you really want to bring all this PR nightmare onto your team? And heck, do you even want to see him in the Major League Baseball ever again? Because one, I do not want him in Kansas City Royals. Two, I don't even want him in the Major League Baseball whatsoever. Because this is the guy that has written out over is being a Japan guy. He'll end up going overseas to play baseball, whether it's in the KBO or the Nippon League. He will be over there playing baseball for the, major- for the remainder of his career. I think what he's a 33 years old pitcher that's uh, went on a one year deal. Um, after one year deal after one year deal. Heck, remember I remember Trevor Bauer when he threw the uh, the baseball over the the outfield wall here at Coffin. Like that's that's Trevor Bauer that I actually kind of enjoyed watching him play. But he hasn't played since twenty twenty one and usually when you haven't played since twenty twenty one and granted I've seen video of him pitching and stuff. He has been working on a, his this one crazy pitch. Heck he was a he won the Cy Young back in twenty twenty as a Cincinnati Red, but that's then again, that was the twenty twenty season to where it was the 2020 anomaly year, but if you go to even 2021, he had a 2.59 ERA. I'm not saying he's not good or bad at baseball. He's just a guy that I would not want to see on a team like the Kansas City Royals, even though it would improve that pitching staff 100%. But I just do not want a guy that has brought all this baggage with him to be a big old PR nightmare that I don't think Matt Cotrero or even J.J. Piccolo even want to get, wrap their mind around to even wanted to discuss of trying to defend this guy. No, no, you do not want to defend this guy whatsoever. It's kind of like when you bring up the name, I don't know, I don't know if I even should bring up the name Andrew Tate, but that's like how I feel like everybody's lumped Trevor Bauer into is this guy right here. So I, I, would, I would highly stay away for Trevor Bauer, but if the Royals do somehow find a way to come through, comb through everything and want to bring him in, do I raise my grade up from a D? I, I mean, I would, I'd, I'd really give it a C, but I do not want to, I don't even want to raise my grade if they even want to try to even bring Trevor Bauer in. I, I don't. And I, 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 I know there's a lot of people out there that want to bring a guy that's a talent of Trevor Bauer in, 
But it's just not for me. I don't even want to see him in Major League Baseball whatsoever. But I don't think, do not think he's going to be a Royal. Do not think he's going to be a Royal. I seriously do not think he's going to be a baseball player in Major League Baseball whatsoever. I just think he's done in Major League Baseball. He's a Nippon ham fighter. He's going to be going over there. He's going to try to be the, I don't know, he's going to replace Sayenga the Mets. Like He's going to go over there to uh, wherever uh, Sayenga played. So yeah, no, okay. One more thing for the Royals, and we're going to go to break here real quick, and we'll come back with uh, with some Carlos Correa stuff. But Red Sox funnies. The Red Sox had the ability this this past offseason to, you know, have their shortstop of the future stay, and Xander Bogarts. He was already there since the 2013 season. Heck, he's already he's won two World Series with the the Boston Red Sox, and I was sh- shocked to say the least when they did not want to re-sign him back. And I was shocked to say the least that the Red Sox fans bullied their owner into wanting to sign Devers back, which I'm actually shocked. Rafael Devers staying in Boston. But your shortstop that was going to replace Xander Bogarts they signed last season, I think, what, he played 70, 80, 90 games last year in a Red Sox uniform? He will probably play about maybe 30 40, 50 games in Red Sox uniform this year because he has a, a partial UCL tear to where they're having like a half Tommy John surgery on um, on his elbow. So he's going to be out a substantial amount of time this season. Granted, apparently he's supposed to make his way back. That's 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 the fingers hoping cross that you see Trevor Story back and playing Major League Baseball this upcoming year. But, but I'll tell you this. I know all you Alberto Mondesi fans, you lovers or haters, the Red Sox reached out on, you know what, they, they, they knocked on the door or they called and said, Hey, JJ, hey, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's Alberto Mondesi doing uh, these, these days? I know he's not starting because you have Bobby Witt Jr. You have a stud at shortstop already. So what's, the, what's, the, what's going on? What are you guys going to do with Alberto Mondesi? Uh, we're, 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 we're looking in for a new shortstop because uh, you, you've heard here that Trevor Story, he, he kind of got hurt. So and we, we, were, we were idiotic and not wanting to re-sign Xander Bogarts. We thought we got everything out of him that we could, even though he's about 20-some years old, 29, 30. We know that he has about five, six, seven more years left on him, but we didn't really want to give him that contract. But, so what, what do you guys have on this guy that you avoided arbitration with that one-year deal with Alberto Mondesi? J.J. Piccolo is probably like, we're listening. That's probably all he said is, we're listening. Because at this point in time, if you're a Kansas City Royals fan, you need to listen to every single deal that Adalberto Mondesi is in to get him off the team. What I think is fine shocking is, do the Red Sox not like look at injury history? Like, is, are are they oblivious to injury history whatsoever in the Red Sox organization? Like they they should have known what they were getting with Trevor Story uh, when they brought him in last year. He had like I think only one healthy season to where I think he played 152 games, which 10 games of 10 days of rest. I mean that's 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 pretty much how it was. I think that that was back in also 20. This is off the top of my head. I'm not checking baseball reference right now. I think it's on 2018 is when he played the 152 games in a in a Rockies uniform. But do they do injury history report? Alberto Mondesi, I don't think has had a healthy season ever. Like I I honestly don't. I he might have had a game a season where he. Like played 140 something games, but that probably had a stint of a 15 day IL. But I was at the, was at the game uh, like four years ago, three or four years ago, probably about four years ago now, where he made that diving uh, diving attempt out in the in foul territory, and he re-injured his shoulder after that. He came back that like from that week from already injuring something in his body. So this dude is injury prone. 
and there's no way he's a shortstop for the, the Kansas City Royals whatsoever because if Bobby Witt Jr. is not starting this opening day, then I do not know what's going on with this entire Royals organization. But Alberto Mondesi, Red Sox, would you want to cut bait with Monty to send him to Boston? I, I just think it'd be funny. This is all I can think of. Say this did happen. Say Adalberto Mondesi gets shipped to Boston. Watch Monty just like become an MVP, stays healthy, probably ends up being a DH if he's not shortstop. If that's the only way he could, he could probably stay healthy, but he'll probably end up hurting himself on a swing or something. Heck, I, I'll tell you this right now. I played baseball my heck growing up all the way through college, and I, I got back into it this year, uh, playing uh, a city league uh, and here in Independence. And my my time of playing baseball, I've I've sw- I've swung hard enough to where like I pulled a muscle on my back, and I was I mean it hurt, but I sucked it up. There's a thing too. You get paid millions of dollars and you get hurt. You usually don't suck it up. You usually sit out. And that's what Alberto Mondesi is doing. He's uh, he's sitting out. No, then again, he's got bad knees. Like yeah, that's that's the bad part. He's got bad knees. So so Red Sox funnies. There's something new every single week. Whether if it is not signing Xander Bogarts, whether if it is giving your giving your third baseman a one year seventeen million dollar deal, then adding on another ten years. To it, which they should have already done in the first place. They shouldn't even try to even avoid arbitration with that 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 fun one year seventeen million dollar deal, or whether if it's Trevor Story getting hurt and being out for practically half the season this upcoming year. It is a wild time to be a Red Sox fan. I'm so glad I'm not a Red Sox fan, and I think they deserve everything that they're getting because of. Uh, I I think they're getting more out of the cheating scandal that they did than what the Houston Astros did in their cheating scandal. Like, there's a lot more repercussions the Red Sox are having, a lot of bad luck since they're cheating. And it it sucks because the Houston Astros don't have any bad luck whatsoever. They're just a well-oiled machine that makes it to the World Series and wins and wins and wins. But we won't see that here in Kansas City Royals anytime soon of them making it to the World Series because of how this is going on. This offseason grade is a D. Heck, it's kind of cool to see a couple of uh, former Cardinals uh, on the team with uh, Mike Myers and Nick Whitgren. But remember, remember Mike Myers, I remember his debut. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. His debut probably goes down as one of the... Oh, I just I thought about this. Two Royals players in the same organization had terrible debuts. You got Mike Myers when he made his debut against the Dodgers. I remember watching that at my uncle's house. And I'm like, all right, sweet. This guy's a, this guy's gonna be a stud. He can get five earned runs in the first inning. I think it was maybe maybe it was seven earned runs. I remember. I think there was a grand slam by Adrian Gonzalez, if I can remember correctly. I I remember there was a grand slam that happened in that inning. Remember Jackson Coar when he made his start though. Ooh, he's got a great changeup, but you gotta locate that bad boy correctly, or not. That's gonna be sent out into the fountains. All right, this is Tyler Kramer right here on the Bet 1660. We'll take a quick break. We got some Carlos Correa to the Twins to talk about, and I'm excited about the World Baseball Classic, and there's only one reason why I want player why. I'll discuss next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet. Download the free...